You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramah B'Shemesh Israel, 5782-2021. This week's Parsha is Parsha Shemos. We begin a brand new Sefer of the Torah. We walk into exile with the Jewish people, into Egypt, into the darkness of Egypt. And of course, the darkness is a setup for the great light as the Jewish people are released from their bondage and will go on to receive the Torah, to enter Eretz Yisrael, to land, to the land of Israel. And the Parsha begins, whenever we have beginnings, we have to understand that the foundation is within the beginning. When we understand what happens in the very beginning, we understand the entire, all of that, that follows, all of that which follows. And we start with, These are the names of the children of Israel who came down to Egypt, Yaakov, they came along with Yaakov. Each person with his family came along. Okay, so I'd like to share with you a medrash. It's a very long medrash. I'm not going to read the entire piece, but I will read a significant section of it. It's the first medrash in our parsha, in our sefer, in Parsha Shemois. And it talks about what was the power of Yaakov? What was the power of the Shvatim? What was, what was it that gave him? What was the secret? of their longevity was the secret of the power of the Jewish people that till today we speak about the Avais, we speak about the patriarchs of the Jewish people as if they are still here with us, as if these stories happened just yesterday, even though these st- stories happened th- 3, 000, over 3,500 years ago, 3,800 years ago. What is the power, what was the greatness of the Avais? What did they bequeath to their children? And what are we, as their great-grandchildren, supposed to learn from them so that we can continue this glorious chain of the Jewish people, which God promises will be for all time. So the Medjish teaches us something which it's not so, uh, it's not going to be something that we're typically hearing about child-rearing in our times because there's a very soft approach today to child-rearing. And the results, we can see the results in the Western world of the soft approach, which has very soft boundaries, has very weak uh, commitments, very weak rules. And as a result, we see all of the problems within the Western world, all of the liberalism, all of the breakdown of the family, all these problems come because of a lack of clear boundaries, a lack of enforcement of rules. The Medrash tells us that the power of Yaakov and the power of the Shvatim and the reason that they were able to survive this intense gullus, 210 years in Egypt, brutal slavery, very difficult times in many senses of the word as the Psukim, as the Psukim speak about. They're able to transcend that because of their innate ability to stick to their boundaries, to stick to their principles, and to give that over to their children. I'd like to share that with you, how the Medrash speaks of this idea. It's very powerful, very important. Hadawud Ixiv says the Medrash, this is what the verse means when it says, it's in Mishle in Proverbs chapter 13, 24, So we know the famous line, spare the rod, spoil the child. If we don't have clear boundaries, we don't have clear punishments, sometimes... Our children need to know that there are boundaries and, and consequences, or they're going to learn it the hard way in, in real life. A person who doesn't, you know, spare the rod, spoil the child is the literal translation as it's colloquially explained, but, but the more accurate translation is, 
if a person doesn't have the correct way of expressing boundaries with the, with his child, so that's an expression of hatred towards one's child. A person who loves his child is not afraid to give that child musar, to give that child direction, to give that child strong boundaries. Medrash tells us that if we look around the world, when we look at the way the people interact with each other, if I would hear that someone struck my child, that someone abused or hurt my child, so I would find the person who did it, and I would exact vengeance upon that person. So this Pasuk seems to be saying the opposite. It seems to be saying, a, a, a person who loves his child is going to strike the child, is going to give a, a serious punishment when the child does something wrong. That doesn't sound like the natural love of a father. A father cares about the child. A father is willing to stand up for the child if anyone else strikes him. So why is the Medrash, why is the Pasuk, I'm sorry, the wisest of all men, King Solomon, in Mishle, in Proverbs, why is he telling us that a person who loves his child needs to strike his child? What is the idea? So, says the Medrash that the Pasuk is teaching us, King Solomon is teaching us that if I don't lay down very clear and enforceable rules and, and boundaries and consequences for my child, if I don't have that strong sometimes it needs to, I don't want to use the word ruthless because that sounds very bad. But I need to have a certain, you know, that clear boundary, that clear, that clear ability to, to that the child knows that they're going to have a consequence, a serious consequence, if they cross the lines. So if I don't do that, so in the end I'm going to, I cause my child to to devolve, to 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 go down from being who he could be, from from the greatness that he could be. And I'm going to end up hating my child. Shekem Atzino Bishmal. The Medrash brings us a number of proofs to this idea. I'm not going to read them all because there's not enough time for them all, but we'll at least read one, if not two. Shekem Atzino Bishmal. Shehoyuloi Ga'aguim al Avram Aviv. We find that Yishmal, the son of Avram, Abraham, our forefather, he had a son named Yishmal. His, fa- his father loved him. Avram loved, loved Yishmal so much. But Avraham, says the Medrash, did not give him proper teichacha. He did not give him the proper boundaries. And what was the result? He went and he went off the proper path. Usaneu, in the end, he ended up hating him. Avraham Avinu ended up hating his son Yishmael because he had done such terrible things. And he sent him out of his house with nothing. Avraham was extremely rich. He had tons of money, he had tons of animals and servants, etc., but Avram sent him out with nothing. Maos Yishmael, what's the story? So the Medrash goes into it and he tells us like this. What did Yishmael do? So Yishmael, when he was 15 years old, so he, he brought an, an idol. Idolatry was one of, the, one of the forms of worship in those times. Still, you can find it still today in certain places in the world, but it was extremely, extremely uh, something that was done a lot. It was extremely common. So, Yishmael brought it back, 
And he was mitzachik boy. He was using this idolatry in a certain way. There was a certain way of getting involved in it. And he was serving it as he had seen from others. Sarah, Sarah saw this. She saw that this, you know, she had been the one who had encouraged Avram, his, her, her husband, to marry Hagar. She had been the one who had said, maybe I'll have a child from, from Hagar. But this child was not going in the, in the correct way. He was involved with idolatry. Mitzachik, that's the Lashon Mitzachik, means to, to, to laugh or to do things in a, light, in a light-hearted manner, but in a negative manner. So what is the idea of Mitzachik? Mitzachik, we find this Lashon, this language of, of joking, is used in regards to idolatry. This Pesach says, in regards to the golden calf, the Jewish people got up, Mitzachik, to, to laugh. So immediately, she says to Avraham, Get rid of him. Get rid of her. You have to push them out. Because Sarah was afraid that, that Yitzchak, who was already born, would learn from Yishmael, these, these negative patterns, these negative habits. So the next part of the verse, we misunderstand and we think that it means that Avram was very upset about the idea of having to send out his child. But the Measures tells us that's not what it means. That the anger that he felt, or the, the evil eye of it seemed very bad in his eyes. What, it, what was it that seemed bad? It was that Yishmael had gone and done such terrible things. He had left the path of Avram Avinu. He had left the, the straight and narrow. So we see from this verse that what happens... What happens is that there's an obligation. Sorry, what happens is that when a person, when a person sees their child doing something wrong, so they end up in a state of negativity towards the child, like Avraham Avinu. God says to Avraham, "Don't be upset about this." We see that Avraham didn't. He, she, he didn't uh, have the perception that Sarah had. Sarah was the one who was able to see with her prophecy, with her Ruach HaKadosh, her divine inspiration, that something was going on with Yishmael, but Avram himself didn't perceive this. So Hashem said, don't be upset, don't be upset about the fact that you didn't get this, you didn't notice it. Sarah noticed it. So he also, what was the result? The result was that he sent them out. Just like we saw that this is a general principle, that a person, if they don't give the proper boundaries to their children, they're going to end up in a state where the child goes off the, the proper path, and they're going to end up in a state of, of anger towards their child. And what was what's the reason for it? It's because, as we saw, Avram did not give the proper Hadrach, the proper direction to the child, they didn't give it the proper boundaries to the child, and the result was that his son ended up going off the path, and he ended up hating his son and sending him out with nothing. Avram was very rich, sent him out with nothing. What was in the end? Pasik tells us that 
that what was the end of Yishmael? Yishmael, in the end of the matter, ended up being somebody who would sit in in and lie in wait for those coming along on the path, and he would steal from people. As the verse tells us, he was a para Adam. He was a wild man. His hands were in everything. So, what was the reason why? What was the reason why? Because the boundaries weren't clear. Because the boundaries weren't clear. Avram didn't catch the problems before it happened. He didn't create the proper boundaries for his son. And the result was that Yishmael became somebody who went off the path. And it's true about Yishmael. The measure says that it was true about Esav. He also wasn't given the proper guidance. He wasn't given the proper the proper boundaries. Why? He wasn't giving the Musr. He wasn't told off or doing what was wrong. He didn't have the repercussions, the consequences for what he did wrong. Why? Because he tricked he tricked his father Yitzchak. He didn't realize what was going on with Esav. Medrash also brings an example of David HaMelech when he came to Avshalom. He also, Avshalom was his son who came and he was married by Malchus. He was trying to kill his own father, Avshalom. Why did it happen, says the Medrash? It also happened because of a lack of proper boundaries, a lack of proper musr. Now, this is such an important idea. It's so essential in the chinuch of our children, in the teaching of our children, that we need to know that it's nice to, to be liked by our children, of course. That's what we want in our society. It encourages us to have no boundaries. If a, if a parent brings any consequences upon the child, they can be called a child abuser. Of course, this requires a tremendous amount of balance and corporal punishment, if used, needs to be used sparingly. But the idea is, if and, and this is something that we hear about in life, people who don't have proper boundaries, they end up in a rehab center. They end up in a place where, in a rehab center, so the boundaries are very strong and very clear. Uh, recently I was told by somebody who, Baruch Hashem, the child is in a rehab center, but I was told by somebody that uh, in this particular place, if a person spits on the floor, they have to get around their neck, they have to have a, a, a chain with a cup and for the rest of the day, they they need to walk around with that and, and spit in the cup. Learn your lesson how disgusting it is to spit on the floor. Right? But if the boundaries aren't clear, so then the result is tarbusra, that a person becomes destroyed. Look at the look, We can look at the culture, the Western culture in, the, in Europe, in the States, and we can see the result of poor boundaries. The boundaries are have been thrown by the wayside, and the result is mass amounts of stealing if you get sent to jail you can get out without bail it just encourages people to continue to do the wrong things and that's the situation now as a result of that we got to listen to this message because let's read the end of the Medrash because the Medrash tells us that this was not only true of Avram of, you know Avram Avinu was wrong Avram Avinu unfortunately I wouldn't say it if the Medrash didn't say it Avram Avinu was not able to give the proper muster to Yishmael, and Yitzhak didn't do it with Esav. But Yaakov Avinu, Jacob, was somebody who all of his children, indeed, had the proper path. They stayed on the proper path. All 12 of his sons were the foundation of the Jewish people. These are the names of the children of Israel. They were able to remain on the path. Why? As we saw in last week's parsha. Yaakov Avinu was unabashed when it came to giving Musa to, to Shimon and Levi, even though it was the end of his life. And we also saw it when, when it came to the, what happened in Shechem. He immediately gave them Musa, he gave them Techacha 
for the way that they behaved. Let's see this inside. Va'af Yaakov avinu Yisrael's bonov. So uh, before Yaakov, Avram and and Yitzchak, when it came to Avram's son Yitzchak, when it came to Yitzchak's son Yaakov, so they did give the proper teichalches. They did give them the proper boundaries. Yaakov sat in, in the yeshiva of his father and he learned. He learned the boundaries of the Torah. He learned the boundaries of what's right. And because of that, he was able to, to, to remain on the straight and narrow. But Af Yaakov Avinu Yisrael's Bonov, Yaakov also did this. He gave the proper guidance to the children. He, he told them off when it was necessary. He gave them that Musar. He gave them that. He didn't spare the rod. And the result was that they didn't, there wasn't anyone of the children of Yaakov who ended up like an Esav or like Yishmael. Right? They all came. They were all the same. They were all the same. They all had this aspect of tzidkus, of righteousness. That if a person wants to love his children, if a person wants to have the continued ability to love his children, so it's essential that from a young age, the boundaries are clear. A child is not allowed to speak back to a parent. A child is not allowed to defy a parent. A four-year-old child does not have a right to, to speak in a negative way. A ten-year-old child or a seventeen-year-old child does not have a right to yell at their parent, does not have a right to contradict their parent. This I didn't make up. It says it in the Torah. This is the way that it is. And when we as parents, we have an obligation, when we don't enforce what the Torah says, when we don't say that that's unacceptable behavior, make it so clear, from a young age, we're opening up our children to not have clear boundaries, to not have proper respect for authority, to not have proper respect for us, not insofar as us, not insofar as our own honor, but insofar as having honor for anyone who's a, a, in a position of authority. The Western culture all around us wants us to defy authority, to make the authority into pathetic, pathetic leaders who don't have any power of leadership because there's no respect from beneath them. And what is the result? You can, you can, we can read all about the results in today's news. What's going on in America today with, with leadership today? What is the antidote? What is the correction for it? The Medrash is telling us that the reason that all 12 sons of Yaakov Avinu and henceforth the Jewish people were founded on these 12 sons of Yaakov, the 12 Shvatim, the Shifteka, the, the tribes of the, of the people of Israel, what was it founded on? How are they able to withstand the travails and the difficulties of this culture of Mitzrayim, this culture which wanted to suck them in and destroy them? It was because they held on to their ability to have boundaries. Chazal tell us it's not in this measure, but it's a famous idea. They held on to their names and their culture, their, their language. They held on to these things. They, held, they had certain boundaries that they were able to maintain within themselves the, the unique character of the Jewish people. It's only possible. It's only possible to maintain that character if we have clear boundaries. We need for ourselves boundaries, as our Shashiva says all the time. You know, if our children don't see us saying no to ourselves, they're not going to listen to us when we say no to them. We need to have boundaries for ourselves. We need to have so many places that we say no to ourselves. No, I don't, I don't need to be on my computer all the time. No, I don't need to be on my phone all the time. When I'm with you, my child, I'm completely with you. I say no to myself. 
It's time to get up in the morning. I get up. I go to Davin Shachris. I have commitments. I keep those commitments. I say no to the things that come up that are, you know, in the moment more important, at least for the moment they seem to be. I'm able to say no to those things. If I can say no to myself, if I can give myself muster, and sometimes I give in, and I need to, to be my master myself, I need to get upset at myself sometimes. I need to get upset at my children sometimes. They need to know that there are boundaries, and if they cross, cross the boundaries, they have violated the principles of interpersonal relationships. And they need to know that because when they get out into life, they're going to have to face off with these things. They're going to learn it the hard way. We need to teach it to them young. We need to teach it to them immediately. We need to teach it to them as soon as that first voice comes up and says, yeah, 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 I won't, I'm not listening. We need to be tough. Tough love sometimes, not sometimes, often is required. And the message is teaching us based on this Pasuk and Mishle, if we don't give the proper boundaries to our children, the result is going to be that we'll end up hating our children in the end. Of course, we always love our kids. We always love our children. But we're going to end up in a situation where we regret that our children have not gone in the correct path. This is a powerful lesson. This is the foundation of how the Jew survives in Gullus. How do we survive in this culture, this Western culture, which is, is going to destroy itself and wants to destroy us along with it? The only way is to have the clear boundaries, to enforce the clear boundaries for ourselves, for our children, and to continue in this way until indeed... The Goyal, Moshe Rabbeinu is the Goyal. He's the Redeemer. When He comes, Moshe, at that time, for in our times it will be somebody named Mashiach. We'll find out His name when He arrives. But the only way to get to that point is to continue to maintain these these boundaries. You know, I, I was, I'm just thinking, you know, it's amazing when it comes to the people who have no boundaries, but when it comes to the coronavirus, so... They're very good at keeping the boundaries. In certain places, everyone's wearing their masks and they're, and they're social distancing. And, you know, when it comes to something which we feel our life is threatened by, we feel like we, we could die. So then the boundaries all of a sudden become very important. It's very clear. Those boundaries are very clear. The Medjish is teaching us that this is our life that's at stake. The life of our children, the eternal life of the Jewish people is at stake when we don't have clear boundaries. We don't push back against the culture around us. It's, it's a danger. It's a tremendous danger. It's a mortal danger. We need to take it seriously. I want to bless you and I ask you to bless me. Hashem should help us to be able to develop clear boundaries for ourselves, for our children. Be able to enforce those boundaries, of course, with balance. Of course, with balance. Right? Chazal say, pull in, push away with the left hand and pull in with the right hand. The left hand is the weak hand. The The... Enforcement always has to be, the, the love has to be much greater than the enforcement. Hashem should bless us to be able to have that clear balance and to be able to, to do the things so that our children will be loved by us and be loved to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and be loved to all those around them because of their respect for the boundaries that we have set down and for the boundaries of others. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.